Chapter 32. John's Apartment. Damn it, I wanted to do all this in one trip. I surveyed the pile of painting supplies I had thrown into the back of my car. I wanted to get everything inside in one go. I stacked the two canvases together, the palette went on next, then the box of oil paints and assorted brushes. I was able to hold the folding easel under my armpit as I walked to the front door of my apartment. I was disappointed that I didn't find John outside, carefully drawing away in his usual spot, because all of the stuff was for him. I went directly to his apartment and knocked on the door. His mother opened it. Gavin! Hey, I brought something for John. I think he's going to like this. Oh my, John, come see this. I haven't been painting for a while. I'd like to give John all this stuff and see what he thinks. I tried to release the pressure under my arm slowly to let the easel settle to the floor, but the stupid thing just dropped horizontally with a clatter. Let me help you with that, she said as she bent down to pick it up. I followed her to John's bedroom. He was sitting at his desk, holding a piece of cardboard up to his face, methodically doing his thing. John, Gavin is here to see you. He's brought something for you. I dumped everything I was carrying onto his bed, I said. Hey, dude, have you ever tried oil painting? He took a quick glance at the stuff I put on his bed, then went back to his drawing. No, he said indifferently. I thought he wasn't going to embrace anything new. It was going to be up to me to basically prime the pump with him. Let me show you how it's done, I said. I picked up the easel and attached a blank canvas to it. John seemed disinterested and continued to focus on his piece of cardboard. John, let Gavin show you what he brought. John put down his pen and noticed I had slipped my thumb through the hole in the palette. He seemed focused on how I was able to hold it that way with my thumb. So John, I said, trying not to sound too patronizing, what do you want to paint? He kept staring at my thumb that was outlined by my palette. Thumbtacks. This is what made John such an interesting person to talk to. You had to force yourself to not overanalyze any of his non-secretaries he threw out there. I suppose it's possible to find inspiration for a painting and office supplies, but for now I just wanted to show him how to paint something easy, like a bowl of fruit or maybe a sunset. I picked up a tube of cadmium blue with my free hand and twisted the cap off with my teeth. I held up the tube of paint and showed it to John. Watch this, John, I said. First, you put down some blue paint. John seemed fascinated as he watched me squirt a small line of paint onto my palette. I twisted the cap off another tube between my teeth. Run from yellow, I said as I squirted another line of paint onto the easel and picked up a palette knife and began mixing the two together. You see, we get the color green. John ignored what I was doing and picked up the tube of cadmium blue and held it between his fingers. He started to squeeze the tube of paint and a blob formed at the opening. I could see he wasn't going to release the pressure as this blue blob grew to the size of a grape. He held up the tube of paint to his mother and said, Looks like my toothpaste. Just as this blue booger was ready to fall from the tube, I managed to get under it and caught it with my palette. Watch out, John, I said. This stuff can ruin your carpet. John's mother admonished him. You're going to have to be careful, John, with that paint. Don't get it on yourself. I loaded a brush with some of the freshly mixed paint. Then we applied it to the canvas, I continued, like this. I made a little green splotch on the canvas. I offered the brush to John. Do you want to try? I said. John ignored me and picked up the smallest round brush I had. He'd use it to paint the glints in someone's eyes. He held up the tube of cadmium blue, still in his hands, 
and dipped the tip of his brush directly into its opening. He applied a small dab of paint onto the canvas, making a tiny circle. He repeated this three more times until he had a small square pattern. A content smile broke out on his face. Where's Bob Ross when you need him? Typically, you'd fill in larger areas first, then add more detail as you added more layers of paint. But okay, you can start with tiny circles. John, you're doing great, I said. He took the canvas off the stand and placed it in his lap. He put his face right up to the canvas and continued painting tiny circles, carefully dabbing the little brush into the tube's opening. Oh, this is great. We're always trying to get John to try new things. John, I asked him, what are you going to paint? Goggles. I concentrated for a moment and tried to imagine what he was seeing. Was he painting tiny goggles? Goggles for the eyes of a fly? Maybe with enough dots, if you stood back, you'd see some kind of eyewear, as if you were looking at a screen print up close. I had no idea what John meant as I watched him meticulously apply more paint to the canvas. He got me again. His mother asked me, Can I give you something for the materials? Oh no, I said. In fact, I'd like to pay for John's paintings, when he's finished, of course. A perplexed look came over her face. I have a buyer who is looking for new artwork, I said. I think he's going to like what he's doing. I wasn't going to tell her that everything he does will end up going into an incinerator. I'm sure John wouldn't care either. He's got a room filled with cardboard drawings that even his mother hasn't seen. Hell, I thought I was being magnanimous. John will now be supporting himself and his mother with his artwork.